seriously popular. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the weekly wintry shower that is the all-kicking-off weekend preview show. Before we get going properly, I'm aware of the fact that I probably sound as though I'm broadcasting this from the bottom of a well, but my microphone isn't working today. It's normally Chris who has technical issues. Today it's my turn. We've tried to fix it and we can't, so please bear with me. I'm going to sound like this for the next 20, 25 minutes or so. Chris is here. He spent last night in Edinburgh watching Celtic muddle through against Hibs while I was on the sofa with Vicky McClaw and Trigger Point. What? I did see a little bit of the I did see a little bit of the Chelsea Aston Villa game where Mrs. Thiago Silva finally got what she wanted. Something had to change, she said. And it did. Chelsea won and her husband was not in the team. Oh, come on, Ian. Come on. You're you're better than that. Come on. Sometimes I think you really do have to be careful what you wish for. Well, Chelsea are at Crystal Palace on Monday night, and that is a big game for all concerned. But Chris, we're going to start with another big game. This one in the Midlands. Can we start with something else, uh, please? Because I'm I'm intrigued on uh, on Monday's pod about you had a big issue with your uh, with being charged a tray charge at your hotel and you oh, yeah. talked you talked about going back and having a word with the management and writing that situation so have you righted the situation has is the hotel is, have, have they uh, abandoned their tray charges now i did a really really british thing i sent them a very stern email <laughs> and have you have you had a response no that, no. that, so that is, is no, that go- is that is absolutely gutless. <laughs> so I'm going to follow it up I'm with another email <laughs> by a period of reflection and thought, mm-hmm. and maybe another email, and then, and then I'm going to go back there again on Monday and, <laughs> and check in, check in and crack on. Right, Aston Villa versus Manchester United Sunday. Um, I said to you earlier this season that Eric Ten Hag, or Eric Ten Games, as you dubbed him about 25 games ago, I said Eric Ten Hag should be judged when he has his best team, or as close to his best team, at his disposal. And he does have that now, and they've won three times on the spin. And who have they beaten in those three games? Fair point. Fair point. They've beaten Newport and they've beaten Wolves narrowly and they've beaten West Ham at home comfortably. 
fair point. But nevertheless, they are three victories. Only the second time this season that United have managed to spin three together on on the bounce. So, so just just on best. just on the on the best team. So at the start of the season, then you thought that uh, that that uh, Maynu would be in the team, did you? No, I didn't think that. But I just said as close to his best team. And what I was talking about was uh, were people like Luke Shaw and people like um, Martinez at the centre at the centre of defence, um, and Casemiro now has been back in the team as well. Um, and he started to get a bit, a bit more of a tune out of his front, front three. All I'm saying is that I, I did say that this is, would be the time to judge him. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he's going to get an awful lot better. I'm just saying to you, they have won three games and he has got a lot of his players back. So every team, every team has to cope with injuries, Ian. So I, I, I accept what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Whichever way you look at it, uh, this season has been a disappointment. What, what, I, what I would say is that. He he did seem more upbeat after the game at West Ham. They did they did control the game, and I think with Hoyland looking a different player, um, you know, Mainu, um really starting to establish himself. Garnacho has been a bit inconsistent this season, but had his moments. You know, I I, I get why he's more upbeat, and I get why Manchester United fans are feeling a bit better uh, about the club and themselves. I think we, we've been here before in Manchester United. I said early in the season with when somebody people were saying that United had turned another corner, and I said that if you probably turning corners, as if you keep doing it, you end up back where you started. And I still think there will be. I still think there's a bit of that about Manchester United. They are not out of the out of the trees by any stretch. What interests me uh, is that um, the previous time this season when they won three games on the spin again again against pretty modest opposition, Brentford. Sheffield United, Copenhagen. They lost the next two games against Man City and Newcastle, 3 0. They've had other big wins this season. They had a big win at Everton, 3 0. They had a big win at home to Chelsea, but both of those were then followed by defeats. And I think that's the issue with United. It's my issue with United. It's whether they have not just the players, but the mental strength and fortitude to cope once things start to turn against them again. For example, I would expect Liverpool to bounce back from their defeat at Arsenal, albeit they are against playing Burnley at home. Wherever they're playing, I'd expect them to bounce back. I'm not sure that United still have that. And that's the question mark, I think, over them. Yeah, and I suppose the other question is, is, is what does what does Ten Hag have to achieve uh, going forward for the rest of the season to stay in a job next season? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, at the start of the season, where they said top four, wouldn't we? I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. So now, I suppose if you were to get if you were, if we were to get into the Europa League positions and and at least give Jim Ratcliffe and Ineos Group some European football off kind to look forward to next season, that might help. But I mean, if I was Jim Ratcliffe, all I would want to see would be signs that the team is moving in the right direction and that the manager is a bloke who knows what he's doing. Those are the two signs that I would want. I wouldn't really obsess about European positions at this point because what's happened this season has happened. I would just want to, through watching him and talking to him and seeing the way he operates with the players and with his staff, that would come. That would tell me whether I had the right man for the job just by dealing with him and watching him and watching the team play. I wouldn't obsess about the European positions, would you? Um, no, I, I sort of agree with what you're saying. So... I mean, where are you at? So if, if, if for the remainder of the season, the team 
is similar to what it's like at this moment in time or there's a there's a there's a gradual improvement and I mean a gradual improvement what happens next season would you keep him yeah would yeah yeah if if there are signs that you know because they've changed too many managers and they've, they've been as you said before they've been through every single type of manager since Alex Ferguson left we don't need to name them all and there's different styles they've tried everyone so I think this one if if there's a sign that they are moving and that, that the trajectory is an upward one, even if it's slow, I, w- I, w- I would keep him. Now, what I want to ask you one, would you not? Would you not? I think he's on trial now. I mean, I've made my position clear, um, you know, a few weeks back. Uh, I, I think there does come a time where you have to uh, strip everything back and, uh, and, uh, and look at the performance levels this season and see how far they have regressed. I take what your point about I take your point about uh, what you said about having his best players back. I think that that's that's a fair point, but they have really been underwhelming this season. So uh, I think he need you know if it was me, he he would need more than just a, a gradual improvement um, to, uh, towards the end of the season for for me to keep him on. One thing I do think he's done very well recently is the way that he handled the Marcus Rashford situation. And I think it's really interesting in modern football that managers get a lot of stick when they do things wrong. And then when they get things right, nobody says anything. So just to recap briefly, you know, we know what happened with Rashford. He went out drinking in, in Belfast one night, if indeed not two nights. Um, reported sick, didn't train, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that was because he was still in Ireland, were, you know, trying to shake off his hangover. Rash, um, Ten Hag criticised him um, publicly, and he was criticised for that. Said, you know, he's too, you know, he's too strong on discipline. He goes in too hard on players. Look what happened with Jaden Sancho. And yet, the next game, my United play, Rashford's back in the team, scores a goal after three minutes. So Ten Hag got that one right, didn't he? There's a power, yeah. there's a strength in his management there. Yeah, absolutely. It is, you know, the way he dealt with um, Ronaldo. I thought he got that absolutely right. And and you are right. We are quick to jump on, um, you know, decision-making at times. The teams is picked, whether the team's improved or, or, or gone backwards. I think we both agree that they have gone backwards. Uh, but with this situation, I think he's handled it perfectly. The problem, with the, the problem that managers have is that players, when things are going wrong, they have agents and public relations operatives who will speak for them and brief for them, sometimes briefing against the manager or against other players, telling the media, oh, well, this is why he's not playing well. It's because of this or it's because of that. Some supporters buy into that. Some see through it for what it is, spin. Managers don't have that. The only PR that managers ever have is results. And that's that's what makes their job particularly difficult. And from that point of view, United have won three on the bounce. Ten Hag got the Rashford thing right. So I think for once, there's a bit of positive PR there for the Manchester United manager. What do you make of Villa, who they play at Villa Park on Sunday? Hard to know how to read them. They've just lost two games consecutively at home, 3-1. But in the middle, they've won away 5-0 at Sheffield United. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Very difficult to judge overall so far this season. You'd say they've they've had an excellent season. Unai Emery's done a brilliant job, but it's about finishing the season off now. I was, I think, I was surprised by uh, by them uh, being knocked out of the FA Cup by Chelsea because it was Chelsea who uh, you can't quite read 
Um, and then they beat Sheffield United on their own patch um, and, and beat them well, thrashed them, hammered them, and you think, right, they're back on track. Um, but... Overall, it's been an excellent season for them, but they need to finish it off uh, strongly. And of course, Manchester United, this was the in the reverse fixture at Old Trafford. Villa were two up, absolutely uh, cruising, and Manchester United turned an, an incredible second half performance to win the game 3 2. But it's a game, if, if, if Villa, it's a game which I think that Villa will win uh, because I think that they'll have that ability to bounce back. I think it's a massive test for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag. And you talked about the, the last three games. This is, and, and the last three wins, this is the acid test though for, for Manchester United and, and where we will learn a lot more about Manchester United than we will about Aston Villa, I think. Hold that thought. We'll be back right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, somebody who will be turning up for Brentford at Wolves at the weekend is Neil Mopai. <laughs> now, who the Brentford striker, for those of you who aren't aware, the question is, who will Neil Mopai be winding up today? Because he's coming on strong, not only with his goals, five and five now, but with the attitude. James Madison one week, Kyle Walker the next. He's, um, he's got a bit about him, that lad. Is it is that the way you'd describe it? A bit, a bit probably of probably not, but that's where I'm describing of, it now. A, a bit of delusion about it. Whether whether I don't know whether it just seems quite odd to me because there there are levels, aren't there? And this is what I can't quite work out about them. There there are levels, and you know when you dish it out to players who frankly are miles better than you. I, I think that's a that's a really odd mindset. I would be thinking, just keep your mouth shut, stay under the radar. You, you know, you want to be competitive. You get stuck. You can be physical, whatever. But you know, chucking out comments to 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 Kyle Walker, I just I I do not get that in any way, shape, or form. He should be embarrassed, really, Mope. It's a shame because he's scoring some really good goals. He took his goal brilliantly against City on Monday. I was, I was there. I was there. It's obviously doing him a lot of good and, and maybe motivating himself, but he's not half bringing a lot of heat on the team. And Thomas Frank, yeah. decent guy. He, I don't know. what he, Maybe he says behind closed doors, keep doing it. But he can't. He can't be like it. Anyway, we ran a poll last week um, on Spotify when we talked about the Madison and Mopay spat. We wanted to know who you thought had won in that one. That poll is now closed. And surprise, surprise, James Madison got 91% of the vote. I'm surprised at that. Sorry? I'm surprised Madison got so low. You're surprised that Mopay got nine. Yeah, yes. did. Anyway, I want to talk to you, Chris, about on-field sledging, as they call it in, in cricket. How much, how much chat... Just go on during a during a typical Premier League football match. Um, 
I don't think. I mean, there's the, there's the there's the expletive standoffs where players just you know over a challenge uh, will just swear at each other. You f off. No, you. No, and, and that's that's the sort of level uh, normally. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there weren't that many occasions where I mean, I certainly never really felt. Uh, like I wanted to get involved uh, in verbal jousting, especially especially because of the you, you know the levels and you know be, going uh, being a young uh, player going in and, and playing at the top level, you go in, you keep your head down, you keep your mouth shut, and and that was that was sort of the way which which I acted. I did get in some the occasional verbal spat, but I I really wouldn't like to. Um, wouldn't like to to tell you what I said because there are things which you know I'd look back on and be quite ashamed of myself really for some of the things which which I said because I I I sort of used to go quite nuclear to try and nip it in the butt as much as anything so I wouldn't I wouldn't you know some of the things I said I'd look back and think oh my god what do people come at you with then um, well you had the well Keown was you know the the sort of Keown was just, he, he was a motor mouse, but, you know, we had, we had marked it on the podcast, didn't we, at the start of the season and, and pinching and, you know, standing on your toes and, you, you know, come on, Martin, you, you, you're better. What in terms of people, what people said? Yeah, uh, no, just a, just a usual. I mean, nobody ever really, really, you know, got stuck in and, and, and personal with me. Uh, but I, I just used to think that that side of the game was, pretty pointless in 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 training uh, you know uh, amongst your teammates you know it's it's funny the stuff on the training ground you know used to be sort of about virtually every family member or uh, you know or whatever uh pretty, so there's, pretty not, so there's, there's a line yeah oh, oh there is a line everybody knows that you know Doesn't there, sound there, like there's it. Oh, there's a line in life isn't there that every, and everybody well, every, well, well, in my yeah. life? Yeah. yeah, no, that well, there is in, in believe it or not, there there's a line in football is lives as well, and right. I think footballers are, are just the same as journalists, really. Maybe you know hmm. more talented with the football. Well, I, well, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I've ever made personal and derogatory comments to another journalist about a member of their family just because they got a story ahead of me or something. Um, well, it I've depends. It depends how well you know somebody, doesn't it? You, you know, it, it's it's about. You know, you build a relationship with with teammates as you build a relationship with with colleagues. I bet you've had, I bet you've had some some verbal it. jousting and some some nasty digs you, somewhere along build, the line. You like, you, you, I mean, you're behaving like you're a saint in all this, and all you journalists you are, are, are complete a complete saint. So, and I know from the short period of time I've known you. I, you know, I know that you know you're you, you're not the guy you try and portray yourself to be. No, no, my, no, my, my, my motive and my modus operandi is very, very simple. You'll tell us you go to church next. Never, ever criticise someone to their face when there's an opportunity to slide them off behind the back. (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty simple rule of thumb as far as I'm concerned. Smile, (laughs) smile, smile at the face and knife them as you Mm. walk by. Okay. Um, so, and have you ever? Finally, so, you didn't answer this last uh, on the last sorry, one. Have you ever? Have you ever criticised your your boss at all? But uh, oh. this back. Well, just uh, just okay, anyway. Occasionally, occasionally, okay. you know, occasionally stern email. Bad stuff. Um, sort of bad stuff. 
Not personal stuff, no. Not personal stuff, no. Always professional. Just, now, you're, not, you're, not, you're not looking down the camera now. Talking about celebrities. I want to read this. I want to read this to you because I know you'll like it. I'll, I'll, I know you'll like this. So, so I've got a book of the because sledging obviously is most associated with cricket, isn't it? Or certainly that term is most associated with cricket. And I've got a book. It's called "Why Are You So Fat?" Uh, it's actually the talk sport book of cricket's best ever sledges, and it's a decent book. To be I'm just going to read a couple to you. You'll probably know these two because they're quite famous. Other people may not. Glenn McGrath, famous Australian uh, seam bowler, to struggling Zimbabwe batsman. Edo Brandes, why are you so fat? Because every time I sleep with your wife, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> I, do, I do know that one. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> Rod Mar- Rodney Mars, famous Australian wicketkeeper, to Ian Botham when Botham arrives at the Greece. So how are your wife and my kids? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, look at you! Look at you! Like I mean, look at you laughing at that. Because that's look not too derogatory. That's look, just yeah, but that's but that but that's 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 family stuff, isn't it? That's and you, there you are castigating footballers for doing it, but it's okay with the cricket mob because they're no, posher. no, 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 because no, they're posher. No, pers- no, 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 that because he, no, 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 you know that's different, and you you're just pretending that it's not. I do. Anyway, quite interesting that uh, Thomas Frank has said that um, said now that he pretty much admit, admits that Ivan Tony will go uh, in the summer. He said he said that now, um, and I only hope that they get um, as much money as possible for him and spend it spend it well because that is what Villa did with Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish gave up uh, Villa gave up the fight quite easy, quite quickly with Grealish when City wanted him. He had a clause in his contract anyway, hundred million pounds. Instead of moaning about it. They got on with it and spent the money mm, well. It, I think that would be the challenge. Just quickly on that, it'd be a nice leaving present, wouldn't it, uh, then, if he is going to leave to make sure Brentford uh, kept their uh, Premier League status. Yeah, and i tell you what, I was at the game, like I say, on Monday at, at Brentford when City beat them quite comfortably in the end. He wasn't great, Tony, in that game. Um, he played a quite cute role in in the opening goal, just, just by blocking Nathan Aki as a long kick came through. But in terms of his date, the, the threat he carried himself wasn't you, massively at his you, best. You do, I mean. you do make me chuckle at times because you you lambasted Tottenham for uh, for so you basically said the wheels were coming off Tottenham. Awesome. No, no, oh. Tottenham. Uh, and, and I think it was on Monday on the run that they were on and they lost to Manchester City, who were the best team in the world. And now you're... Are you whamming Ivan Tony for having a bad game against the best team in the world? I'm whamming him, and by the way, whamming—it's it's not really a word. It's not really a word. They say, but I'm not whamming him. I'm just saying he didn't have his best game. Um, but there what, was. Um, what would that be that, as a headline? Well, because you couldn't have that as a headline. You don't. You don't. What wham? No, the Ivan Tony didn't have his best game. I mean, that wouldn't be the way that you would headline that i mean let, let, let's be honest i mean that you know headlines are always sensationalist so you you're not gonna have a you know ivan tony wasn't as as good as he could have okay been. what i'd say for a headline would be uh, tony yet to repay his debt to brentford that would be somebody my reading that would think he's having a nightmare tony yet to be yet to repay his bet to brentford his bet for <laughs> his debt Henry, we need the edit. We need the the edit. You can't say Tony and Bet in the same yeah, sentence. You Tony to repay his debt to uh, Brentford. Um, 
Now, we mentioned um, uh, Chelsea earlier briefly, and we mentioned Thiago Silva, and we mentioned a better result from Richard Pochettino. We've also had another poll going on Spotify about uh, Pochettino on the back of last week's struggles. We asked you whether you thought uh, the Chelsea manager would stay or go in the summer. That poll is still open, still running on Spotify. If you go to the show notes, you can vote. So far, 53% of you think that Mauricio Pochettino will go in the summer. 53 go, 47% stay. That's actually closer than I thought um, it might be. Now, West Ham versus Arsenal, another big game. Um, that's another Sunday game. That's a 2.30 kickoff. Um, you and I and a lot of other people have been getting a bit of, bit of a kicking around on Twitter after um, we were slightly uh, amused by Arsenal celebrations following following their win over Liverpool. Um, the celebration police is what um, people have been calling uh, calling the killjoys. Are, are we in that bracket, you and I? Are we the celebration police? Because I thought you and I really were more interested in the way that Arteta behaves on the touchline generally rather than what Arsenal did after that game. Or am I just trying to cover my tracks? Now? I think I think I think we I don't think we're both trying to cover our tracks. I think that we've been mischievous we were uh, teasing them weren't we yeah yeah and i think you know they've gone from sort of uh over celebrating arsenal and arsenal fans to i think all of a sudden in a short space of time to uh overreacting uh as such i do think there is there is the serious point which i think we both agree on about about uh Mikel arteta if he is over emotional whether um whether that rubs off on his players and incidents going towards uh, the end of the season. But I think we also said on Monday that this could be a catalyst for them. And as long as, uh, as long as, as the players are understanding um, what their roles and responsibilities are, then they are, then, you know, everything is fine. And, you know, it could, it could be a defining moment of their season, but it's not, I mean, everybody I've spoken to in football says, you know, it was slightly OTT, and if if sort of Arsenal fans are getting over offended by that, then that's that's that says more about them uh, as much as anything, and how how touchy um, you know that they are. That's what it was all about, isn't it? Uh-huh. There we go, bit of Abba. Um Right, anyway, they go to West Ham as I say on um, Sunday. West Ham have beaten them twice this season. Um, knocked them out the league, knocked them out the league cup, and beat them at the Emirates just after Christmas. I was at I was at that game. Um, can they make it a hat trick? That would be some hat trick if if David Moyes could do it three times over Mikel Arteta. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't put it past them, um, and and you know that uh, David Moyes isn't a manager, and this is you know a West Ham home game. He's not a manager who's going to to change the way that they set up against Arsenal. They they will counterattack. We know that and they can counterattack to uh to good effect. They'll try and frustrate Arsenal. You know, they won't they won't be overly expansive and it's about Arsenal uh I think the first goal like obvious thing to say but in every game is important but especially in this one. If Arsenal get the first goal, I suspect that they'll they'll go on and 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 win pretty comfortably but uh but West Ham are dangerous. We know that. So I wouldn't be writing um West Ham off, but Arsenal, it's okay beating Liverpool. And that was a huge game, huge game, but they need to go and back it up. And they know that. 
interesting you say it's not that easy to, to beat West Ham. Well, at the moment or recently, it kind of has been. West Ham haven't actually won since that game at the Emirates after Christmas. Have you seen um, the league table? No, listen, I'm with you on it. But look, do, not count, do not count so, that? No win in six for West Ham. And they were pretty well beaten at Manchester United last time out. That negativity that we've talked around before, that and I can see you actually you see your shoulders slumping. Well, that's that's because that's you who's that's you who's being negative. It's not me. Them. It's not because I've been quite sportive with David Moyes on this podcast this season, as you know, quite which is not a particularly outrageous stance to take, given that they've done so well. But there's a lot of negativity around again, and it, interestingly. The new contract that was talked about with David Moyes just after that Arsenal game, the new contract's on the table for him to sign, has not been signed. And I must admit that had passed me by. I thought he'd signed it. He hasn't signed that new contract. So as it stands, he's out of contract at the end of the end of the summer, end of the season, and there is a bit of negativity around again. It seems to be the way it is at West Ham. It's like a constant turning circle. Yeah, well, there's, there seems to be a split in the fan base, doesn't there, about... Um... <laughs> More about the brand of football than it than than anything else, you know. They're they're not happy playing counter attack football, but David Moyes is saying, "Look, these are the players which I've got, uh, and I'm getting the best out of them playing in a in a certain way uh, counter attack football." And he's been successful. I mean, this is like a, a a a never ending sort of story. This the West Ham story. It just you know it just goes round and round, and it's not go- it's not going to change. Uh, I think uh, where the West Ham fans. Are at with him, you know. He he's overachieved, and um, we know that. But I think his, you know, if they did want to change him at the end of the season, which I don't think they do, um, but his shoes are uh, enormous to fill. I just think they have to get on with it. He's but he's been a success. It's amazing, you know. If you say if you say something negative about, um, sorry, if you say something overly positive about Moyes or about West Ham um, on social media, for example, you do get a lot of West Ham fans coming back saying, you know, you don't have to watch us every week, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, the, the, the bar of expectation that is set by a lot of football fans is extraordinary these days. You know, Leicester flying, flying high in the championship. They've been getting criticism for the way they have been playing. Can you believe that? They've been getting criticism for the style of football, even though they are two thirds of the way back into the Premier League already. It is absolutely extraordinary. Anyway, that's probably a good place, um, uh, to leave it, mate. Thanks everybody for joining us. Please remember to go to uh, Spotify or to Apple Podcasts, um, vote in those polls. Let us know what you think about the subjects that we've been talking about. Also, let us know where is it you're listening from. We're always keen to know. Um, and well, all of what, say- what, what, what do you mean? Where you're listening from? What the bathroom? I like it. Yeah. What, but, yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> the, the loft. What? The, the, the garden shed. No, around the world, Chris. We've got listeners around the world. Oh. Believe it or not, we've even got even got some. Go on then. Where? Where? Even got uh, Bermuda, Bermuda, right? Barbados, other places beginning with B. So just <laughs> what I don't know is whether we've got how many what, more. How many more can you name beginning with B? What I don't countries? know, what I don't know, is whether we've got any in Norfolk apart from the four or five who, who, were, who we've managed to track down to your house. Um, you can't think of any more countries beginning with B. Well, I can, but I'm not going to go down there because that's silly. That's mm. silly. I can think of some very obvious ones. I can't think of any more kind of obscure ones. But think of Belgium, for example. You know what I mean? Good. Belgium. Is that yeah. right? You know, okay. Yeah. Right, I'm going, we're going. We're done. Okay, Bulgaria. so we'll be back um, next Monday Bahrain. for our Monday, for our regulated all kicking off show. And Bolivia. We will 
and we will see you then. The noise you can hear in the background is Chris. Yes, Brazil. He, he is still talking. Is Belize a country?